White Castle, six packs, ribs, four racks, extra cheese, I'll take that. Might fuck around, have some Chick-fil-A, eat whatever I want, it's Darren Strong's epic cheat day. Tune in and hear what I have to say, you're listening to Epic Cheat Day. With your host, Derek Strong. I mean, usually I'd start even before I actually do any intro or anything like that, so we've already been recording. Have we? This whole entire time. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Within the last five seconds. Within the last five seconds, we have been recording. Gotcha. Guys, welcome to another edition of the Epic Cheat Day Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Strong, and sitting with me today is the soon-to-be-departed from Chicago. Not from life, you fucking maniacs. No, from (laughs) Chicago. Liz Zagoni, she is moving on to greener pastures or better pastures uh tell everybody first of all say hello to my listeners hi everybody thanks so much for having me derek oh this is great i'm so glad i was able to get because the last couple of comics who moved from chicago uh who i really wanted to have on the podcast they left before being on the podcast how dare they i know right they should come back just yeah, to do you're my not allowed podcast. to leave until you do epic cheat day unless so. you do epic cheat day so liz is leaving liz where are you leaving to i'm moving to la moving to la i sold my soul that's the big time over there okay <laughs> so this is honestly the last this is going to be the last little people thing she does instead of comedy <laughs> everything else is she has a rocket strapped to her back she is heading for the fucking moon and beyond for superstardom yeah uh yeah so what what uh initiated or what jesus fucking christ I, I told you, brain initiate. That's, yeah, a, no, what that's initiate, a or what prompted you? What I should say, me. what prompted you to make the decision to move now? Uh, uh, was it a career? Is it a career decision? Is it a life decision? Combination of both? All of the above. All uh, of the above. Yeah, you, yeah. You hit it right on the nose. That's nice. So my sister lives out in L.A. She's been okay. out there for like four years, but she's been in California and like the West Coast for longer. Okay. Um. And she's been like low key trying to get me to move there for a while. Um, and I want to try comedy in a new city. Nice. You know, fun opportunities with that. And actually, I was dating someone. Yeah. And when we broke up, we had a show together. So we were driving, and he was like, You've brought up California like a lot since we've broken up. You need to move there. Like, just go do it. And I was like, Oh, you're right. And he's someone who's lived a lot of places, and I've never left Chicago. So I'm like, okay. Really? Yeah. I thought you came from, so you migrated no, from elsewhere. I grew so up in Chicago. the suburbs, and then I moved to the city when I was like 20. Wow, okay. I've lived in the city for like 11 years. Oh, my God. Oh, that yeah. seems like a long time. Oh, uh, Listen, as a person who came to Chicago from New York and from the East Coast, and I absolutely love it. I never want to move back. Um, I can understand. Listen, you 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 have spent too much time being in one you place. You have to move away from home. Move, you have to move away from I'm home. I'm like, I live like six miles away from my both my grandparents. Oh yeah, which is nice. And that's yeah. you know, in the past, that's something. I'm like, what if my grandparents die while I while I leave? By the way, living up to the Italian last name to the to, to a T, <laughs> six miles away from your grandparents. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, but now I'm like, well, I can't just sit around and wait for my grandparents to die before I start going and doing something exactly you know, for myself. Totally. So, I mean, 
Well, let's be honest too. I mean, look, you know, you're 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 already fairly LA. I mean, look, you're big into physical fitness. You're a doula for Christ's sakes. Mm-hmm. You know, you teach master level yoga's Pilates, <laughs> whatever the fuck that is. Okay, that's all they do out there. I like there. being outside. Like being I have outside. a dog who I act like she's a human. Yes. Oh my God, so. they are gonna. You're you're gonna go in there. They're like this. Where have you been this whole time? <laughs> They're like you're what's missing. Actually. <laughs> So do you have anything lined up there already in terms of like, did you scout it? I'm sure you have a place to live, obviously. I'm going to be living on my sister's couch. Nice. Yeah. Yes. So like glamorous, luxurious. Couch uh, living. Yeah. Me and my dog are sharing a couch. Does she have a dog too? She does not. She does not. I've been convincing her to, she's like, I'd love to get a wiener dog. And I was like, get one. No. No. Okay. All right. No, no. Liz's <laughs> sister. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So I've legitimately hated dogs until like last year. Okay. That's shocking. Cause you love tuna. I love to, I love tuna. I love the Chicago. First of all, the Chicago comedy community when it comes to their dog game is amazing. Okay. So I love tuna. Uh, Jessica Mance has a pug named Pickles. Oh yes, yes, yes. I love that dog. And the dog that broke me and broke me of hating dogs is uh, Drew Lauren's Westie. Uh, uh, Rigby. I love. I love. He is this super dog. cute. He's just completely adorable. He's all ears. I love it. Yeah. Um, and shockingly, uh, uh, uh some one of my overnight customers at one of my overnight customers at Jewel. <laughs> when I worked overnight at Jewel, one of the overnight customers, he used to come in with a pit bull, and I used to be terrified of pit bulls mm-hmm. until until I got you know friendly with his pit bull, and I was just like, oh my god, I love. They're the sweetest, dogs. most yeah. underrated dog. I mean, um, now that you know everyone. Most yeah. people know that they're not, you know, vicious, vicious and terrible. Super killers, but yeah. you know, they were made out that way for so long. And, oh, absolutely. And they're intimidating. Like my dog has bigger delts than I do. Like she's fucking <laughs> I giant. Say, I was gonna say, yeah, their muscle definition she's is so strong. Crazy. Yeah. And like, oh, when she like sees something that she wants, and like you know, she's like, sometimes there's a dog she wants to play with, and she like. I'm pulling her back and she's on her hind legs and I am pulling her chest in her yeah, harness yeah, yeah, yeah. and she's like, sorry, mom. She's like, I'll just hang out up here on my hind legs, but you're not pulling me back. Totally. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, and Tuna's not a, like, I mean, she's, she's only not, 50 pounds. She's, she's not, she's not like big in terms of pit bulls, but like in terms of like how, I mean, you're, you don't weigh that much. If 50 pounds is lunging at something, you're going to yeah. feel that. Yeah, I yeah. weigh 115 she weighs fifty pounds. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, yeah, that's that's a that's like half of it's like you, half my body weight yeah, being pulling pulled. me. Yeah. Uh, so the reason why I hated dogs for so long, I had this conversation with Sharon Palm yesterday because she has a pug. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She or she had a pug. Uh, rest in peace. She loves pugs. We were talking about pugs, mm-hmm. and um, the reason why. Uh, let me put this on on not. Noise making, uh, <laughs> silence. <laughs> I said pudding. Okay, um, yeah. The reason why is because when I was a kid, my mom had six Dotsons. Oh my gosh! So wiener dogs, and they're vicious little fuck. Do you know why Dotsons are the shape that they are with the short legs and the long bodies? You know what they were bred for? Why hunting badgers in their holes? Really? Yes, they are vicious little fuckers. Those dogs. And interesting. And my mom was uh, uh, nobody ever walked the dog, so guess where they were going to the bathroom? I hate. I fucking hated these dogs. So since uh, then, I hated dogs. And then pit bulls. Uh, 
when I was homeless, I stayed with a friend from high school who we got into conversations about dogs. I thought he was a dog lover. Turns out, no, no, no. He's an idiot from Yonkers, New York, who used to fight pit bulls. Oh, my God. And I didn't know this until I had to stay at his house. I was was just like, I went to go pet his dog. He's like, you can't pet my dog. I'm like, why not? I was like, my dog needs to know who its master is. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then he's like pointing out this object. like, there's a stick. And that that he has on his floor, I'm like, this. Why do you have this stick here? He's like, oh, that's a break stick. So, and that's when he tells me that he's fighting the dogs because you use that to break them up when they're fighting. <gasps> oh, it makes me want to throw up. Oh yeah. Oh, oh my god, that's so devastating. And what's fucked up is that in his neighborhood, in his area, it's like people were doing that like it was just another hobby. Like the way they Ugh. talked about dogs was the same way that people talk about like you know people who work on motorcycles and shit like that. Yeah. Ugh. So, yeah, that's why, and that's why, you know, the whole Pitbull thing. Well, I'm glad you took Tuna is not, yeah, exactly. Tuna uh, is not that, so. No, Tuna's yeah. the sweetest little peanut angel with her freckles and her dangly nipples, and she <laughs> just wants to lick my face. Your bit about the nipples always <laughs> Like, every time I hear you teeing it up, I'm just like, I have to stuck, stick my head in my shirt. It's hit or miss with coming. crowds, but I still do it because I'm like, I love it so much. And so many comedians have been like, that's my favorite thing. Yes. That her I, nipples are like trolley gummy worms. <laughs> just as sour. Just as sour, yeah, because they're so sour. <laughs> Uh, it's such a delightful joke. I mean, just you know, I mean, listen. If the crowds don't love it, but you love it, f- and and you know this, I mean, you're you're higher ranked than me in comedy. Fucking run with it. It's for it's. Fun. I mean, it, it usually if it doesn't get a laugh, it gets a oh. Which I'm like t- that's just as good. I'll totally. take it. Totally. That is a standing. See, and that's something that people don't understand. The worst thing that we can get from at, from an audience as a comic. Is nothing. Silence. Silence is the most deafening. Like I want, I would much rather. I have a couple jokes where I hear, ooh, and I'm just like, yeah, just give me that. (laughs) Love it. Fucking just give me all of that. Yeah. Yeah, but you are a dog aficionado. Yes. Um, Tuna is a pit bull. And how old is Tuna? Tuna's probably around four years old. She was on one of her uh, vet papers. It said she was like three and a half question mark. And that was probably, you know, that was in the last six months or something um but she she was a foster fail so i've fostered dogs before oh my god why because they're so cute and i've never been ready for the commitment okay okay now that makes all sense but and it's like the attachment how do you deal with that part of no it? no fostering puppies is the easiest thing in the world really i think because it's like you get to like snuggle and love them but then they like pee all over your house and you're like okay i'm done with you <laughs> and, and, but like truly like people that's true People are like, they don't know what they're getting into when they get puppies. And then, you know, everyone who got a quarantine puppy brought their dogs back to the shelter. Not everyone, but, you know, now the shelters are like full overflowing again because people had to go back to work and they can't take care of their dogs or they like bit off more than they could chew, which is so heartbreaking. So for me, I love fostering. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, I get to play with this little puppy and like love it so hard for a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. When I go on vacation in three months, like, I don't want to have to worry about it. Totally. And then it's so happy when these dogs get their, like, forever homes. People who are like, this is going to be our family dog. It's like, oh, yes. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, I tear up and I'm like, good, you're going to love oh, so that they, dog. They tell you that, that where the dogs go. Oh, yeah. There's like, I mean, depending on, I only work with one um, 
rescue. It's called Canine for Keeps. Oh wow! And okay. my friend is the one who runs it, so I've you know done it through her. Um, but I've fostered maybe like three, four dogs. Oh wow! From like an eight week old puppy, oh so fucking cute, to like a four month old puppy, um, to like an eight month old beefy pit bull who yeah, yeah, yeah. actually at the time my roommate was like a little bit uneasy with her so we ended up having to find another foster for her but it ended up working out and then tuna i was like okay i'm ready to foster again so we got tuna and we took her home and she just me and her just like bonded you yeah. know because even sam my roommate like, yeah she loves her just as much and then she she likes sam but she will yeah. prefer me yeah, yeah. which Your obviously mom. feels great yeah <laughs> yeah that makes sense. Yeah. So then, I didn't realize you fostered Tuna. I thought you just adopted Yeah, tuna. I wasn't planning on keeping her. And yeah. then, so we started fostering her in September of 2020. And then on like New Year's Eve, I there was a family that wanted to meet her. And I was like, I can't. I was like, no, I'm going to adopt her. And everyone was like, you're going to keep her. You're going to keep her. And I was like, no, I'm good at giving dogs back. Like I can, yeah. I know where to stop my love. Yeah. I don't know where to stop my love. Uh, I mean, and like Tuna the, is all the better for it. Oh, she yeah. is. Me and her are just. I couldn't imagine my life without her. Sometimes I cry, and I'm like, "What if something ever happened to her?" <laughs> and while I'm holding her, and I'm like, "Nothing's happening to her." Like I love her so much. She's in my arms right now. See, now that's a thing for me. Like with like, because I, you know, I like cats. I, I I loved cats my whole life, but like now that I'm into dogs, everybody like sees that I like dogs. They're like, Dirk, you should get. You know, my building yeah. would allow it. It's just the heartbreak of losing a pet to me is just oh, it, it's a, love fa- it, that's the, a family member. It is. It and is. You know what's gonna happen. You right. know. Like, I mean. You know, nothing's going to happen. Not, it's not happening to Tuna. It happens yeah, she's never going to die. She's I'm going <laughs> to kill myself so that she, I don't have to live without her. Is that you see dark? That? That's so dark. But it's fine. The things that I've said on this podcast. I'll just, I'll you, be like, put us down together. Put We're us not. I'm, yeah. How much juice you got I have no needle, life without dog? her. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, and that is part of it. But I mean, dogs, pets in yeah. general, bring you so much joy. They do. It outweighs the sadness when you eventually lose them. Yeah. But I've ever. I got to find this. So they so like they did this. uh, It was like this one of these like little like uh, video things where it just basically shows like the last day of a dog's life. And it just shows like I can't even talk about it. Yeah. And it's just like they had it on Facebook. They're like, try watching this without crying. And I was just like, I could do that. And I got 30 seconds into this video. and I'm just like, okay, they won. (laughs) Facebook knows who to market these ads to. I'll always get like the dodo ones where it's like this sad balding decrepit dog with a broken leg was found covered in fleas under a brick house that was demolished and they're like then someone you know it wouldn't go to anyone and then this man spent eight hours fishing him out and now here he is like two years later and he's running around romping around with you know yeah, yeah, six yeah. other dogs that were rescued like, like hey. i i scroll right past them and i'm like stop showing me this facebook yeah exactly facebook knows do you know how many ads for dick pills i get because <laughs> you talk about because i talk about dick pills i mean god damn it's the, you know it's it's not it's an except. Listen, guys out there listening to this podcast, gear up for because no matter how healthy you are, at some point it, it ain't gonna work Your like dick's it used gonna to. Break. 
And it's just, it's, it's fine. As long as you are <laughs> mentally, it's like me going bald. It's just like, I'm already okay with it. It's like, I'm already okay with Accept that part. Accept it and move on. I, so there was somebody who I was dating and she, she had a hard time wrapping her head around the fact that she's like this. Oh, I'm so, like, she's supposed to be good enough to make that work. And it's just like, it's, I, I'm trying to explain to her. I was like, this has absolutely nothing to do with you. Like this yeah. is, you can be an, an 11 on a scale of what it's not changing the situation at all. I dealt with something like that. A guy that I dated, mm, date's a loose <laughs> term. A bartender. Semi-boiled <laughs> spaghetti dick. Oh, okay. Good. He was, he had a, a, what did we call it? Oh, we called him broke dick. And then his first name. Um, <laughs> so you called him this to his face? Oh, you know what? No. That's not going to help it work, I didn't Liz. call him to. No, so here's what happened is we we both like bartended and yeah. I would go to see him at the bar that he worked at. And I'd go, he worked like slow Monday. So I'd like go and like flirt with him. And like we had a lot of mutual friends. That's how I really thought slow Monday meant, but. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would go visit him at work. We could like chit chat. Okay. So then. Uh, we went out and got too drunk and tried to have sex and yeah. his dick wouldn't get hard, but it wasn't like an issue. It was just kind of like, oh yeah, oh, If you drink, yeah, it's going to, that's definitely going to Right. And I think up. that yeah. fucked him up. I don't yeah. know if he's like had this issue with other women or yeah, what, yeah. but then he like literally could never stay hard. Wow. And from I, that point on? From that. And like, he's a you, very attractive guy. You broke this poor man. And I was, well, no, that's why I'm saying, I don't know. Like, he never brought it up. He's like, you yeah. know, it wasn't like a good communication back and forth. Like, hey, I'm I'm dealing with some issues. Uh, yeah. Don't worry. It's not you. It was just like, I was like, it's obviously me and yeah, I'm not yeah. attractive oh, totally. enough. Oh, listen, listen. Yeah, that's that's him. That's not you. Okay. And yeah. I don't know why he couldn't communicate that. Well, then he, he ended yeah. up ghosting me out of nowhere. Really? Yeah. After, and it, we tried maybe like, I think one time we had sex successfully like, yeah, yeah, yeah. to completion on his end. I never came, but that's. <laughs> <laughs> at least somebody, at least somebody <laughs> had a good someone time. Someone have an orgasm. <laughs> we, uh. Like kind of went back and forth and yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. we hang out and yeah then he just like dropped off the face of the earth and ghosted me and I was like it's because I'm not good enough it's because I'm not hot yeah. enough I'm not whatever he's looking for I couldn't turn him on sexually and like my friends were like Liz he's got a broke dick like yeah, yeah, yeah. or he's gay and here not he's forcing yeah. himself to Something, like women yeah. and you know whatever and. By the way, that that is also a thing out there. So you know, ladies, it's it's not you, yeah. okay? It's not you. Uh, you know, I I yeah, because of that situation, though, I've gotten very good at communicating. It's like, listen, this is gonna. I just popped the bad boy in now, okay? <laughs> forty five. We had we had a beefy dinner, so forty five minutes to an hour from now. A beefy dinner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, that I think that's the most important part. Yeah, yeah, communication. It's, the communication. it's it is, and don't you know, disappear out of nowhere. Don't, yeah, don't go. Leaving them. a woman think that she's yeah and less yeah. than. And by the way, you know, I mean, listen, look, okay. If you guys have ever seen Liz Zagoni in real life, the last thing you would think yourself think to yourself is horrible, unfuckable troll. Okay. <laughs> You would not think this at all when it came Hysteric. to Liz Zagoni. Yeah. Is, that, is, that is that the compliment you have been hoping for your whole yeah. entire life? Like, not yeah. an unfuckable, unfuckable troll. troll. 
<laughs> not in a fuckable troll. That's what I have in my dating profile. <laughs> my dating profile. Guess what, guys? Not an unfuckable troll. Oh. Um, so you are moving to LA to mm-hmm. bigger and better city of beautiful. But I mean, dude. Like, aren't you a little freaked out about L.A.? I mean, it's on fire half of the year. Then the other half of the year is droughts. And then it's they have torrential. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, She's like, way to bring it up, fucker. <laughs> but yeah, you're well, right. The, the world's, world's ending. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I feel like I've seen, like, six shootings outside of my last apartment in the last, like, month. Oh, like, okay. That I was like, I'm, I'm kind of, I feel good about leaving Chicago. Yes. Where someone just died in front of my old doorstep. Like that's. Yeah. Well, that, that very true. Very that's a true. Night, like that's a thing where I'm like, okay, I'm going away from that. But I also, I've been having a little bit of, uh, so Tuna's a crate dog. So we put her in her crate when she's, when no one's home for her own good. What do you mean a crate? Like a milk crate? No, like a dog crate. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we call okay. it a milk crate because I milk her long nipples. Long, long sour nipples. <laughs> oh, that wouldn't make the milk taste very good. Uh. No, she goes in a crate at home. Yeah, yeah. We give her a Kong full of Greek yogurt. She goes in there. I yeah. just went home, took her out. Feature dog Greek. Fucking suit. I didn't know Tuna yeah. was a snob. No, it's for... um. It's like great for uh, if they need like a high a high value treat that yeah, like yeah. makes them go in their crate. Like she knows when I bring out her Kong, which yeah, is yeah. like a red rubber thing. You fill it with. Oh yeah, uh, Drew has it, and then she you fill, you fill it, it with, with like yeah, peanut yeah, butter yeah, yeah, or yeah, with peanut butter, and then yeah. And then so the, it's like it takes yeah. them a long time to. Yeah. It's like a yeah, yeah. A, a long period of time because treat. it's like a, basically what it is it's like a rubber dog toy, and it has a hole in it. And you you fill it through with goo, either Greek yogurt yeah, or peanut butter. Yeah, you can put cheese. You cheese. can put. Sometimes I'll put just a little like kibble in yeah. there, and she still has to like shake it up and roll it around to get it out. So it's like it's a yeah. fun brain activity for them. Exactly, and 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 like yeah, exactly like Liz said, because they can't just get all of the food out. They actually have to like dig, they like, to, like lick it, lick it slowly, slowly, yeah. and get into it. Which, by the way, if that. If somebody, and thank God nobody has ever thought of this for me because I, mm-hmm. I could totally benefit from that. Just take, you should eat slower. I, no. Um, well, so she also has that. one of those bowls that's yeah. like a maze. So when you put the dog food in, she like has to take her time because otherwise she'll, she'll oh, yeah. eat a whole scoop of food in like three seconds flat. That's awesome. But well, so I, I, this yeah. is, I knew I loved this dog for some yeah. reason. Yeah, oh, yeah. Totally. yeah. She has quite the appetite. You would think that I never feed her. The way really? that she acts. The way that she acts. Yeah. Uh, the way she begs and like, not begs in a bad way, but like if she sees somebody and she just like sits so nicely and waits for and a does little. the big eyes. And yeah. Just, and she's yeah, like, yeah. um, excuse me, I'd like some, please. <laughs> oh, and then when she goes to my parents' house, she know like she gets as many treats as she wants. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But no, so we put Greek yogurt in the Kong and then freeze it and it's like a little ice cream treat. Oh, okay. And that'll also take longer too. And you yeah. put that in a crate with her. And yeah. Then... So she's a crate dog. Yeah. But I'm concerned that if there is an earthquake or a fire or something and she's trapped in her crate, then she will die. No. Which is such a it's such a more I know it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. I'm not gonna wood. It's just a morbid thought that I have in my head moving to California. And so I'm gonna try to the move is gonna be a big transition for her. So I I don't have a job lined up. I'm basically like spending the first two weeks just getting tuna used to being in a new place nice. living with my sister all that but we're going to slowly work on making her not a crate dog so if god forbid something happens she can run away to safety 
great. And you know what? That's awesome because I, I you know, the fact that you have the wherewithal to go over there and like you're gonna actually acclimatize your dogs to a new environment. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's fantastic. It shows that you give a shit about these do- about a dog. And uh, there's a lot yeah. of people. My mom, may she rest <laughs> in peace. Listen, my mom was not a horrible person. She just she she lacks certain abilities to raise people and dogs um <laughs> let me just go extra dark but i'm just saying like yeah if you're gonna take on the responsibility of a pet you know go all the way with it totally yeah. and it is so much responsibility yeah which is why like, i didn't get one for a long time or like keep punks it's like no i want to go out drinking for 10 hours yeah. i don't want to have to come home but now it's like nope i tuna's been in a crate for four hours time to head home time to let her out exactly she needs her mama so um so as you could tell just by with Liz telling you about her fostering dogs and with her ability to, you know, raise another living creature <laughs> and compassion towards this living creature, you could tell that she's a great person. Liz does a lot of things aside from fostering dogs that are to help serve the world at large. Would you like to tell the audience about some of those things? Yes, I would. You also make me sound like I'm a much better person than I am. I mean, but when you say hold on, it like wait a that, second. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> okay, fine. Let me clarify. I, I also have to preface all of this with the fact that she is also a stand-up comedian. And as we all know, stand-up comedians are the most horrible scourge of mankind. Anyway, Thank go you ahead. so much. Uh, this is her yin and yang. This is how she balances <laughs> shit yeah. out, okay? It's, I have terrible, awful thoughts in my head. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, have a lot of complexes that most comedians have. <laughs> and then I also, um, I went and got certified to be a doula. Because yes. for, so if you don't know what a doula is, I won't give you the bit that I do in my bit. But yeah. um, a doula is just someone who provides like, emotional and physical support for a mom when she's having a baby and that's a labor doula so i've seen a couple births and then there's also a postpartum doula yeah yeah. and that's after the baby's been born you take care of the mom and you um you basically take care of the mom in every sense that she needs Mm -hmm. yeah uh every help and support so it could look like one family i would go over there and i would just take care of the baby one family that i'm still with right now they're the most wonderful people in the world. I go over there and I would make frittatas twice a week. Yeah. Uh, do laundry for them. Um, answer any questions that the mom had about like baby stuff. And now we're like good friends, have a good relationship. I mean, they've like brought me on vacation with them as like the babysitter, which is that's awesome. Uh, fucking incredible. Yeah. Talk about a benefit to this type of deal. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, I, I know a lot of people like it freaked out but like okay so i didn't know about the postpartum yeah so that's mostly what so i i wanted to do it and actually what started it is i read a also my mom works in like birth work she's a lactation consultant she helps moms breastfeed yeah so i grew up with that and that would be great if a lactation consultant was just like sampling it's just like (laughs) (laughs) you have way too much fiber in your diet you need to No, I've okay. heard I've heard all sorts of like nipple things and breastfeeding things, whatever. And my mom had me and both my siblings at home yeah, like, yeah. by choice, like like natural really? birth, whatever. Yeah. Oh wow. So I'm like, oh, birth is so cool. I don't know if I want to do it, but actually, birth here's the thing: so cool. I want to yeah. have a baby because yeah. I'm like, oh, pregnancy is so cool, and like childbirth is so magical and wonderful that I would love to do that. But I don't want a kid. I want to breastfeed a baby, and then I just want to like. 
Let it I don't know, give them to someone else. Like be like a surrogate, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. I don't know. I haven't I haven't come up with the the plan for that yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know that's. I mean, that's an Maybe I'll just throw it in the plan. garbage after. <laughs> <laughs> See, and there you go. See, there it is. There it is right there. The I'm like, I just wanted to breastfeed in public, public to have my tits yeah. out. Exactly. Uh, her whole goal for getting a kid is to have her tits out in public. That's, yeah. uh, that's a good goal, by the yeah. way. That's, uh, no, so I, so I read this terrible article about how awful black women particularly are treated in hospitals and in birthing settings. And just birth justice in general. Yeah. And that made me want to help moms who don't have extra support because it truly does take a village. Yeah. And so I started doing work with uh, Chicago Volunteer Doulas, which is a great organization, and they um, help um, black and brown moms, refugee moms, uh, low-income teen moms, um, birthing people, actually birthing people. That's the... Totally. the uh, politically correct way to say because not everyone is a mom it could be uh got it okay uh you know uh someone who identifies as a dad or yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. or non-binary whatever so it is you know i didn't know that so yeah what, it's, wait, what, was, what was it birthing birthing person birthing person okay. yeah so it's it's I didn't there's so was, much yeah. that i didn't even know yeah, yeah um so like the language that you use is very uh you know you have to be conscious of it yeah. and stuff like that and so I started working with them and I, I went to a couple births and it was incredible. This one woman, I watched her give birth and I cried when the baby came out. Like it was Aww. magical. Yeah. Um, but because of like, you can't plan when babies are going to come. And even if you can, sometimes they come early. There's complications. Totally. There's so many things that could happen. And like selfishly, but not selfishly with like a comedy schedule i'm like i don't want to not show up for a show because i'm stuck at a birth yeah so the, it just didn't work with my what i want to do totally understand that yeah. so then i start i started same with uh chicago volunteer doulas i would help there was a single mom that i helped who uh just needed an extra set of hands so i would like go over there a couple hours every week and like hold her baby so she could she was um doing hair out of her apartment yeah so and she was like she moved apartments and was like setting up a new like salon space for her so i would like take the baby off her hands oh so wow she could. okay or even just like so she could shower and not have to like keep an ear totally out understand. yeah which is like the littlest things and they seem like they don't matter but it's like oh what a yeah. sense of like relief if you have an extra person to just help you with something so simple like 100 percent. yeah so then I uh, so then I start working with two different agencies and that's what I'm doing right now. Fantastic. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the thing, too. I mean, and, and you have to understand, like in terms of like comedy bookings. OK, when Liz, Liz is one of the most booked comics in Chicago. OK, so to her to her credit, you know, <laughs> and I'm talking about club bookings, not these independent and nothing wrong with independent shows. But club booking. So the fact that, you know, she does take time out of her day to help her fellow man. I mean, bravo, Liz. Oh, thank bravo. you, Derek. I mean, that's awesome. I didn't know that. Like, because I always thought Duel was just like, you know, the person who's there for the actual birth. And then that's it. Most yeah, people yeah. also think like midwives are doulas or like. What's a, I don't even know. What it, I, I've, heard what, I've heard the term midwife, but I, I mean, are they. Yeah, what's a midwife? It's like an alternative to a doctor. It's usually like 
a female who yeah. specializes in birth. And yeah. it goes back to like. That's what I thought a doula was. Yeah. yeah and yeah, and yeah. Okay. yeah, because of our, yeah, the way our medical system is set up, it's like most doctors have never even witnessed an unmedicated birth. Yeah. Which is why our system always goes towards like, oh, we better schedule your C-section. We better do this. We better induce you on this day. Totally. Because doctors don't know what it looks like without medical intervention. Yeah. And that's something that I feel strongly about. That's like bodies can birth babies. They, they know exactly, yeah, exactly what they're doing. They've done it for it millions works, of yes, years. It works yeah. way better when we don't try to control the situation yeah. and bring in, you know, interventions and schedule it on this date because it I'd rather have my baby on this date than this date, you know. But yeah, well, my dad was an OBGYN and he specialized oh, wow, really? in, in uh, birth. So, yeah. So he delivered a lot. Matter of fact, my oldest brother, Chris, who he adopted, he actually uh, birthed him. So, oh, that's yeah. so cool. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, look at this birth connection. Birth connection. Me and Li- we're also both <laughs> Italians, too. So that's uh, yeah. that's another connection we have. I'm half Italian. I, and I found this out What's recently. What's your other half? So I'm half, my dad's Italian and my mom was half Hungarian, half German. But my whole life I thought I was half Italian, half Hungarian until like three years ago I was talking to my dad. He was just like, yeah, your grandfather is German. I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> I, di- I didn't know that until literally just now. Way to go, Bob. Yeah. I'm also a little German. Oh, you got a little bit of German? And then say? Irish. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't associate with the Irish. <laughs> I'm like more Irish than I am anything else. And I just yeah, yeah, yeah. don't like really? Irish culture that, or anything about them. So you're predominant. So you said you're mostly Irish. Like I am f- like f- my mom is like, I think almost Irish? completely. Irish. There's like yeah. a little Swedish mix in there somewhere. Yeah. But my mom is like straight up like my grandma's cousins live in Ireland. We went to visit them, yeah. you know, whatever. We can like trace everything back. My dad's side is like we're Sicilian, but like the name got passed down. Like the name is the most Italian thing about me. Got it. Okay. Oh, and wow. I right. my whole life growing up, I'm like, well, I'm like 85 percent Italian, and my family's like, that's not how it works. And I was like, but I just feel like I am. <laughs> I also, me and my dad get super super tan. Okay. Yeah, that's a more that's so a than my brother and sister. Yeah. I have. The longest arm hair you've ever seen on a female. So this is. <laughs> she hasn't been about it. That's very impressive, by the way. Yeah. And also a good sign of Mediterranean. Exa- uh, so I'm like, what, you're going to tell yeah. me I'm not Sicilian? <laughs> you could well, braid on. this. Hold on, wait, wait. Do you, do you have the goat? <laughs> Italian and Greek women are notorious. Not a goatee. Like, I do have the mustache. You have the mustache. Yeah, I wax yeah, that myself. Cool. That's good. Oh, you wax. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. That's, and I have that's... an aggressive sideburn. You can't see it now because I have these headphones on. But <laughs> you should just carry the headphones with you. Just hide the aggressive <laughs> sideburn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it, oddly enough, it was like my dad's side of the family was the cheap one. Like the Italian side. Oh my god. Like they notoriously cheap. My mom was not a cheap person by a long shot, and she's the Jew. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's like I have a stage name because of that fact. My last name is aggressively just like. That's right. You told me you told me what it was. once. And by the way, my listeners know my last name is Sinappy and I say it wrong. So (laughs) and if I if I'm saying it wrong, every open mic host or host in Chicago or anywhere else I do comedy would say it wrong. So I was just like, oh, strong. Everybody could say that. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah. Um. So, okay, so we touched on you being a doula, and mm-hmm. that makes you a better person than other people. Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, are you looking for? Oh, no, I'm looking for my other careers. 
<laughs> she's looking for her other careers. Guys, she is looking for her other careers. No, I know I have my phone somewhere. And oh, I, uh, okay. Cool. Um, so, okay, so that's one thing you do that's great. Now, let's talk. Yes. Now, because it's the Epic Cheat Day podcast. And, uh, I know where you're going with you this. You know where I'm going with this. And she, you, you brought Bates goes. Listen, I do. I am trying not to eat sweets, but you brought a donut, and I am going to have to eat the fuck out of this donut, especially after seeing this donut. It looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way I'm not eating that donut. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of baked goods, you see the segue? You see how we're doing that this segue? There good. it is. Uh, Liz is a notoriously good baker. And yes. why do you bake and who do you bake for? Other than yourself, obviously. Yeah. And for the delight of the Instagram audiences who follow you. Right. So I, well, I've always loved to bake. Yeah. Like growing up, me and my mom would watch like cooking shows, but I'd only like to Same watch here. if they were yeah. making like desserts. Really? Okay. Yeah. And wow. then as I got older, I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch, you know, them make other things. And, yeah, and, yeah. But I've loved to cook ever since I was little. I actually, when I was like in high school, I was like, ooh, I kind of want to. I know. <laughs> I thought about going to like culinary school. Yeah. And I didn't because I was afraid I was going to get fat. <laughs> now saying that as like at like a 31 year old, I'm like, oh my God, you didn't even know what you were like, shut the fuck up. Your brain wasn't even wired yet. But it was true. Like, like I was like, oh, but there's going to be so many foods to eat. Yeah. But I've always, I've yeah. loved to eat. I love to eat. I mean, you're like 2% body fat. So like, I mean, you know. Thank you so much. Yeah. But I work out so I can eat. Yeah, yeah, so you can eat whatever. I mean, that's something that even I'm noticing in my early parts. Like, I, I, well, actually, no. So I found this out. So I was work, I was living in Philly and I was working at a furniture company in their warehouse assembling furniture. Mm-hmm. And you are burning through calories at that job. Oh, I mean, yeah. We're talking about 10, 11 hours a day. I was working on commission. Yeah. Six days a week. So, but I could eat whatever the fuck I want and I would not gain anything so yeah, yeah the more energy you're you're putting out there uh, yeah i miss that job I miss that sounds that like job. a nice i love physical labor me too i, I love physical labor like, ever since i started like i tried doing desk jobs and i can't and you sit in the little fucking cubicle and you got that no, no. i'd kill myself yeah i i need to move like yeah. i'm like a shark when it comes to work i just don't want to think make it easy and fucking repetitive fine i just want to be on my feet moving yeah um Okay, so baking. So, so you always wanted to bake. Yeah, I love to bake. I f- actually, my mom's the one who found this foundation for me. Because uh, whenever I'm having a hard time in life, I'll be like, uh, I don't know what to do with my life. Whatever. My mom goes, You need to volunteer, help someone else. And I'm like, Okay. And really, Way it's, go, it's mom. the yeah. best, yeah, advice because it does make you feel good about yourself and yeah. you know warms your heart and all that. So she found this foundation called Cakes for Kids, and Cakes for kids. you sign up and you bake birthday cakes for foster children who don't have parents to make them cakes again liz is better than you are (laughs) okay hit me up epic cheat day podcast instagram facebook gmail please use the gmail by the way like and subscribe to the podcast too fuck unbelievable they don't like and subscribe to the podcast but then they want to tell (laughs) me how good everybody that's right okay and you get to hear guests that I have on here, like Liz, who is better than you are at everything. <laughs> Go ahead, let's talk about so talk about making kids for making cakes for foster kids. Okay, so I signed up for it uh, just before COVID hit. Okay, and I had signed up for like a cake decorating class, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm going to make these like really extensive cakes, whatever." Um, and unfortunately, the class got canceled, like yeah. everything else. Um, so it was very. 
sparse like the the requests that they would get there was a lot of like rules in place and you know weird stuff because of covid but then when things started to happen again like i i got to make cupcakes for uh like an 11 year old boy named jeremiah and this is so bad you know he's a foster child he is an orphan and he wanted superhero cupcakes so they can put in requests if there's any dietary restrictions yeah and he wanted superheroes and here's a little baking problem is that it's extremely hard to get red icing yeah if you do put red food coloring in it turns pink yeah so and you add black brown whatever it will not work you have to get very expensive food coloring to get a good red frosty yeah if you put too much in it makes it very bitter and gross so i was like fuck it i can't do superman can't do spider-man I, I have I a I, I get a nice a nice yellow and a nice <laughs> black icing and I made him Batman, Batman. cupcakes <laughs> I knew this and Black real. Panther and Black Panther because that was black and purple. Yeah, but he becomes a he loses his dad too. <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, yeah. I, well, I mean, all ba- all all superheroes have some sort yeah, of they tragic, all have traumatic, yeah. family losing stories. But Batman is notorious. Hopefully, Jeremiah that. took it as like an inspirational, like look at that. He was a billionaire. He I, was a billionaire. I mean, he granted he he it was nepotism and he his family <laughs> yeah. gave his family his family was fifth generation. Rich. That's that true. Uh, <laughs> that is awesome. But you know what? The cupcakes looked incredible. I yes. cut out little. Uh, what kind of frosting? So I did. He wanted chocolate cupcakes. Yeah. And then I did um, yellow. So for the Batman ones, I did yellow frost. So just like a yellow, like. <sighs> oh, what flavor frosting? I was curious about. Just like a buttercream. Just a buttercream. Just a buttercream. Oh, butter. And then I took black fondant and I cut out Ooh. little. You know the. Yeah. <laughs> Batman symbol. Yeah. Um, from like Dark Knight, like that sharp one, and put those on the top. Nice. And then I did purple icing, purple buttercream on the uh, Black Panther ones and cut out the little like shape of his little oh, face that... mask. Oh, nice. So those were really cool. And yeah, they were great. And then I made... I love cupcakes, by the way. I know as a man, I'm not supposed to like cupcakes. I will eat the shit out of no, cupcakes. No, cupcakes are the best. They are. They are. Well, it's like, get, like, otherwise, you have to eat like a whole cake in like three days. Yeah, which I mean, not that it's I not have a impossible, yeah. but it's just like, ugh. well, then it gets a little like, like stale on the outside. Yeah, you get that like little crust on it, where it's yeah. like a cupcake. It's just no, it's, it's a one bite, one bite, two bites. You knock the whole thing out. Uh, yeah, me and Sharon were talking about desserts yesterday. She likes a whipped cream frosting. I'm a buttercream guy. I love uh, buttercream. Buttercream's amazing. Um, fondant. Now, here's the thing. I, 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 I'm interested on your take because you, you decorate cakes. I'm interested on your take with fondant because fondant, fondant is an amazing thing. Wow. That's way too many of the same consonants and vowels. <laughs> anyway, fondant. fondant is an amazing thing because you're able to decorate a cake however you want and it's mm-hmm. edible. I do. I hate the taste. I like. I don't hate the taste of it. I don't like the. Taste yeah, of it. I mean, you're yeah. not like supposed to eat it. Yeah. Like it's if just... it's like, so I have never done it. I only use it for like decorative parts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I'm like frosting a cake, I'll like pipe it out. Pipe yeah, yeah. it out. Yeah. Um, and do stuff like that. Oh, I actually made really cool, um, unicorn cakes. Really? Yes. Okay. Overcoat. So one was for my friend's daughter. One was for you know Paige Blair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I she, haven't seen her since comedy came back, though. Did she move? She didn't come back to Chicago comedy. Oh, um, okay. Last time I talked to her, she was thinking about moving out of state. 
Really? Wow. Yes. Okay. Which that reminds me, I should text her and see how she is. See how she's doing. But yeah. I had she asked me to make a unicorn cupcake for her boyfriend, and I did, and that was so much fun. Yeah. Um, made little fondant like ears, a little unicorn horn, painted it with gold. Uh, do you have a picture? Yeah, I do. I would love I can to find see you this. one. Yeah. I also made. Um, my friend asked me to make a um. The the fist, the Black Lives Matter yeah. fist, and I made a very cool. It was a yellow cake, and then I did black fondant and cut out like the different shapes to make the fist. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. That one was really cool. I also made some delicious. Um, what did I make most recent? Oh, most recently I made just some chocolate chip cookies for um, a foster picnic. Oh, a foster picnic. Wow. Yeah, okay. I don't remember what it was for, but yeah, with the covid they were like oh instead of cakes can you know you have to make like a snack that's or like a treat that's you can package individually yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh that makes sense i'm just like wait why cookie oh that makes sense yeah yeah like cookies brownies oh i made some like last halloween i made a foster these like foster um like s'mores bars Ooh. and then i did like a little like orange uh or no, I'm sorry. I did a s'mores bar, and then I did a just a rice krispie treat. Yeah, with like a nice icing drizzle yeah, and yeah, some yeah. Halloween sprinkles. So you bake everything. Oh yeah. Yeah, I remember. Was it you or was it a? I don't know. I know you had some involvement with, but I saw on your uh, on your, in your feed it was a uh, these amazing cinnamon rolls, which my. <sighs> Yeah, which I my understanding is that cinnamon rolls are a bitch and a half to make because you have to let them rise. And so I didn't make those. My he, boyfriend at the time made those. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. He, Fucking goddamn it! And he uh, he killed it. He, yeah. Th- they were so incredible. They looked amazing. I was just like, oh my god! They wow. Were, I was like, I was like, and yeah, you guys were a couple of times. Oh, now I remember. I was just like, this. Oh my god! They both fucking bake. Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah. Wow. No, you know what I was making for a while is scones. <laughs> Scones. That's yeah. right. Oh, oh my the, God. Wait, the scones the, were the things that you were making. Those are the cupcakes, the Batman. Oh, those are amazing. Guys, she's showing me pictures of these Batman and Black Panther cupcakes, and they really do look good. They're they're like pro-level yeah. cupcakes. Yeah, um, Liz doesn't fuck around. Again, much like with comedy, when she does something, she, she doesn't fucking half-ass it. Yeah. You guys could learn from this young lady. Okay? <laughs> then I think, oh, this is the. The unicorn. No, that's the fist. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're talking about with the different segments for the actual fist. Yeah. Yes. And then I think that was in May I made the unicorn. Um what was I saying? Do you do pies? Yes. Actually, um my dad grows blueberry my dad grows a bunch of stuff in his garden. Yeah. Very Italian. Of <laughs> I was him. gonna say, yeah, my grandfather, he had a he bought the plot next to his house, which should have been for another house, and he just made that his garden. That's so cool. Yeah. And we had uh, raspberry bushes back there, which yeah. my grandparents used to have a raspberry bush in their backyard. It's awesome, right? It was yeah, my first, favorite yeah, thing. Favorite thing in the summer, just uh, picking raspberries at grandpa's house. This is. The Does he do the usual like the Roman tomatoes and the oregano and all that? Oh my tomatoes, god! Oregano, mint, zucchini. That's incredible. Yeah, that's incredible. I love the ears. Thank you. I, I, I ears, made those. Yeah. Handmade those. Yeah, so Liz just showed me the unicorn cake, and it was uh, it, it was very fucking impressive. Yeah. Oh, I made yeah. this one for my grandma's 80th birthday. Nice. Big Red, is we that? We call her Big Red, because she's got red hair. Okay, well, that, 
<laughs> Big red. Why? Because of her nipples. I, we have used the word nipples more her. time in this. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! She has like literally the Annie air. Yeah, she's not a natural redhead, but oh okay. We tease her. It's good. You she know, thinks she's a redhead. That's what you should do with elderly people in your lives, guys. Just tease her. <laughs> they love it. They love it. Um, actually, hit up your roommates. See what she was doing. Because I want to go and do comedy later. I want to see if she wants to grab food. She's one of my favorite human beings in comedy. So she's great. Yeah, she is great. Uh, so, uh, but she hasn't got back to me. I, does somebody she's else working know? right now. That would explain it. Yeah. Yeah. You know when you're doing something you know, when you're and you're at busy, your job. you're at your job. <laughs> you know, and it's not like her job is something. It's not like it's like taking care of like babies where you can baby, be on your phone. Where you can be on your phone and not have to pay attention to something ever. Mm-hmm. You know, like a baby, they take care of themselves. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I made these yesterday. Those are before. so cute. Well, these origami cranes. Oh god, I'm, I'm impressed. You should not be impressed. <laughs> There's shit that I know to do with origami. Like if I just applied that to anything else in my life, but it gives me great finger dexterity. So yeah. hopefully, I won't get arthritis at some point. In my yeah, life. that's great. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Oh, we were oh. talking about scones. We were talking about. Oh my god, she she put she. It's, and pie. I now I remember where we were. Liz is great with this. Okay, you know why? Because you are used to. It. See, I just started working out within the last two months. I, I like. I have my brain has no idea how to deal with endorphins yet from <laughs> doing it. Like it's just, it's all jelly all the time. You are used to this type of shit, so your brain is working. Okay, yeah, all the exercise I do keeps me sharp. Do- in the head it it has it has effectively made everything matter less like comedy matters so much less to me now like i i don't have like i have not submitted for shows in the last two months isn't it nice when you have like uh your life is like well-rounded where you're like oh now one thing doesn't matter so much it doesn't but now it's like happier overall if you are like have good physical health. Totally, but it's just like I don't. I'm not used to like <laughs> that, so it's just like, oh, wait, what? I'm supposed to do this comedy thing though, right? Right, <laughs> right. That's why I got on. Uh, I'm co-hosting Roses with Brian Rivera tonight. Cause I'm just oh, like, nice. let me force myself into doing something comedy. There you go. You know, related. Uh, anyway, so okay, so we were talking about pies and scones, and like Liz, like this is where she. Like, I know Liz for years now in, in terms of comedy, but, like, the thing that really grabbed my attention was she was posting these pictures of these amazing-looking scones, yeah. which a lot of people fuck up. Those those cakes they sell at Starbucks aren't a scone. I don't yeah. know what those abominations are. And I think yeah. that's why I've never been a scone person. Yeah. But then I had... So my dad grows blueberries. So years ago, yeah, my dad had so many blueberries, didn't know what to do with them. I made a fresh blueberry pie. Like made the you know the um the dough from scratch everything it was incredible larger shortening uh what did I I think I used butter really wow yeah. okay yeah all right um and then I use or so then I was like ooh a scone like a lemon blueberry scone sounds great to do with these blueberries so, so my dad had given me a huge bag of them and I found a recipe I really liked and I started making them and I was like. Holy shit, these are so much better than like the rock hard, like yeah. biscuity, like not like biscuit in like a flaky way, like a hard biscuit. A crumbly way, yeah. 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 And 
you know, it's so delicious and you like see the little chunks of butter in there when you, you put them in the freezer. I'm and you just, sucking a tear back. It's my I'm, eyes. I'm, You're my mouth's this. watering right now. Um, yeah, and do a little like lemon zest in the in the in the dough. In the dough. Fold in those blueberries, and then they're so easy to make scones. Yeah. You just cut them, and then you brush them with a little. Uh, I, I used what I use, uh, like oat milk or something. Whatever I had, like some sort of milk. Yeah, and then a little bit of like granulated sugar on top, My or like God. a little brown sugar. Yeah. Pop them in the oven. Wait till they get nice and bubbly and delicious. Like the blueberries pop open. That lemon is going to hit you. And then. Mm, yeah, I know. Let me yeah. swallow this saliva say, yeah. down. So they come out. They smell incredible. They've risen. There's little pockets of deliciousness where the butter has where the melted, melted yeah. and soaked in. And then I made a delicious glaze. Yeah. And so, you know, basic glaze is just like milk and. Uh, confectioner sugar yeah i use for these ones i did uh lemon juice and confectioner Ooh, sugar a little yeah. tart pop of the lemon really yeah. brings out the the absolutely uh, the zest and then i mean lemon and blueberry just go so great together. they really do so i get a nice thick glaze going and then once they've cooled just enough a slow drizzle over the top and Boy, oh boy, with now a cup of coffee. Mm. Yeah. See, now we're talking here. And that's the important thing, because scones aren't horribly sweet, which is one of the reasons why I like them. Yeah. And that's why, like, you know, just putting a light a light bit of glaze, because you want some sweetness. So, yeah. And folding blueberries, which, by the way, anybody who's ever baked before, in terms of folding, like, blueberries are delicate, delicate, yeah. fragile berries. Like, you... You can fuck that up easily if you do anything slightly harder than a fold. So I'm glad that you fold them in delicately, treat yeah. them the way they should be treated. Yeah. Um, those scones looked amazing. They looked amazing. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I okay, so she knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you ever mess with anything like uh, any of like, the Greek desserts? Like I, a, anything with phyllo dough? Have ever, I've never used phyllo dough. You ever dough done baklava? Or, no, no and I love like baklava. I love baklava. Oh. And it's like it's like simple in theory. Like if making phyllo dough from scratch, by the way, like I, every every person I know who's a chef is just like this, I will never do it because mm-hmm. it's a, apparently it's just a nightmare process. Yeah. It's similar to, do you make croissants? This is totally segue to this. Yeah, like, okay, so like, you know, the process for croissants is, you know, you gotta, um, you gotta, uh, you gotta put in the work to get the put in the work in to get the layers. Yeah, exactly. You have to roll out the dough, you put a layer of butter, then yeah. you fold it over, roll out the dough again. And it's just like it's like hundreds of layers. Yeah. Same thing with phyllo dough. Oh my god, I, I had so much, so much mouth moisture from these fucking scones. Um, <laughs> Nearly choked on it right there. Yeah, it's like there's just like so many layers that you have to do with them that people are just like, fuck it, I'll just get, you know, phyllo dough. And, yeah. Yeah. And, but I love, I love a good baklava. I mean, it's just butter, honey, and sticky yeah. pistachio. <laughs> oh, mm. man, you got that pistachio Crisp. crumble on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. So you bake and you bake for other people. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, and, uh, okay. So, and I'm, I'm kind of confused about this. So, your family makes masks, right? Yes. Okay, so let's talk about the Halloween, especially because oh yeah, Halloween's, Halloween's right, right on the corner. Right on the corner. Yeah. yeah. So actually, my the family that I work for, they just came this past weekend to come see the mask studio. Really? Yeah. Which anyone wants to come, hit me up, like and subscribe to Epic Cheat Day, and Derek will send you over my way. I'll send you over to Liz's way. Yeah. It's so my grandpa started the company back in the seventies. Yeah. Um. 
his brother owned like a like a joke shop, like a trick shop on yeah. like Belmont Avenue, and they would get these um, Halloween masks from China, and they were like the big rubber things you put over your head and you sweat in them and yeah, they're yeah, like yeah, terrible yeah. vision, whatever. So then my grandpa and his brother were like, oh, we have some ideas to make these better. And they were like, well, make them yourself then. So my dad and and uncle, they would help my grandpa. And they had an artist who they knew from the grade school. And he would design these masks, make them out of clay. They would pour them, you know, basically yeah. process to get a mask, a latex mask. And you sew on the hair, glue on a mustache, paint it, whatever. And by the way, these things are fucking elaborate. They're not. They're yeah, 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 they're, they're not incredible. like they're, they're they're like Hollywood effects. Level they are. Like they're, if you've yeah. seen the movie The Town with Ben Affleck. Oh yeah. The nun mask in the movie is yeah. our nun mask. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, I got. I fucking love that movie. But and, wow. That's, yeah. That's, yeah that's and so, it's such a good movie. It is, yeah. And it just like was great that they like showcased our masks so much in it. Like the best scene when they're robbing the yeah, truck. Yeah, I was gonna say in like, the nun is, mask. Yeah, it's like totally. we couldn't have asked for yeah, a better advertisement. Series. Yeah. And then they put it on all like the bus ads. So when you walk yeah. into my dad's studio, the factory, there's my aunt had gotten my dad this a giant bus size poster of the town, and it's like all the guys wearing the nun mask, and which is very cool. But so yeah, they've been in like a lot of movies and TV shows. People buy them for uh, haunted houses. Oh wow! Um, it's called Zagoni Studios. Zagoni Studios. Z a g o n e s t u d i o. Zest Studios. <laughs> <Yeah>. Jesus Christ. <laughs> My brain's not working. Um, but yeah, there's all sorts <gasps> of like fun characters. There's a super soft latex uh, that kind of like molds to your face. Oh, really? They're such high quality. Um, there's ones where it's like a harness system. So like the bottom jaw basically, uh, you know, matches up with your chin. Yeah. And then it's on like an elastic harness that goes to the back of your head. And then the top comes down. And when you move your mouth, the mask moves its mouth. Wow. So there's like small ones that are like yeah. an old man. And then there's like a giant, you know, the ones that they use in the haunted houses where it's like a giant wolf head that's like this big and it's it moves with you. And it moves with you. That's yeah. incredible. But yeah, so then my dad, uh, when my grandpa retired, my dad took over with my uncle and they like bought it. They changed the name. And then it used to be on Irving in California. Yeah. And then they moved to Melrose Park um, okay. in the last like. I don't know, 10 years or so. Oh, wow. Okay. So, nice. yeah, it's yeah, really cool. Check it out. Yeah. It's we sell the like studios. Party City Spirit. You know, Spirit comes in and takes all these empty storefronts, but that's where we thrive because that's, <laughs> they sell our masks. <laughs> Wait, what's Spirit? Spirit Halloween. It's like those pop up Halloween oh, shops yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that you're like, I didn't even realize this was an empty storefront. Yeah, and then I saw like two of those on Allstead because I was like, I, when I, that's you know, I walked down Allstead. I'm just like, wait, why? When has this been here? Yeah. So they just so take they just them over for a couple yeah. months. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's that's smart. That's a that's a good. And then just like, you know, leave them abandoned after. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. We got a few minutes left. Um, is there anything you wanna wanna push or talk about or? Um, yeah, let me let me leave the podcast open to the because uh, we did we did t we talked about a wide variety of things. We did, we did. Um, you know, and fortunately, and I like I like engaging, even though you know I know you through stand up comedy, but I like engaging with people now less about comedy because I feel like I've done that to death with the podcast, mm -hmm. where it's just like it's like yeah, Liz is a great comic, go see her, but also 
here's all these other great facts about yeah. her, you know? No, it's so um, fun. And I feel like such a cool person after you uh, what? Really? blow smoke up my ass on being a good person. and uh... <laughs> Blow smoke. This is the <laughs> blowing smoke up people's ass <laughs> podcast with I'm Derek Strong. A, not yeah. an unfuckable troll. She's a, she's I a help so many people. Troll. She helps so I many people take care of dogs with her and bare babies. hands <laughs> yeah. and babies. You know, I do see a through line, though, with fostering dogs, being a, a postpartum doula, and making cakes for foster kids. There's like definitely like, it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, I, I don't know what it would be. It was like, it's maternal, but it's it ma- is, well. It's, I'm it's, a it's healer. Fine, a healer. <laughs> there we go. That's what Liz is. She is a healer yeah. in in the first century use of the word. I don't know what that means. <laughs> when people say that, I uh, that always drives me crazy. Um, it is no, it is truly like I love. I mean, so I also like attract men who yeah. are either broken, uh, they are alcoholics, <laughs> they have bad relationships with their families or parents like i attract that energy because i'm like oh here i'll take care of you i'll take care of you oh you need someone to go out of their way and and make your life better let me do that (laughs) so guys if you're horribly broken (laughs) by the way and that also doesn't mean i've seen some of the guys that Liz dates no yeah she has she has aggressively high standards you guys and rightfully so she's a delightful person and you know, you know, if you're gonna try to date Liz, go big or go home. You know what I mean? <laughs> be over six one, okay? Be three percent body fat and be incredibly handsome, and then maybe she might call you three months from now once you get your shit together. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you do have to be incredibly handsome. That is She is she is very, very, very particular about that. Yeah. So, you know, everything else is fine. That's you know, that's negotiable, but uh <laughs> Uh, crack. They're smoking crack, but they're aggressively handsome. Is yeah, that like as long as they're hot? As know? long as they're That's hot. All, yeah, yeah. I, ha- I I do a lot for other people, but I have low uh, low standards for myself. So, <laughs> well, it, you know what though? I, I've noticed that too, and I've noticed that with a lot of people where they do uh, give a lot of themselves. It's just like, yeah, but what do you take? You know, <laughs> from the world. So, uh, yeah. But I. I I, I think I think you find a good balance. So you're moving yeah. out to L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the immediate plan? The immediate plan is get the doggy prepared. Get the prepared. dog situated. Uh, do you have any shows booked? I have zero shows booked in L.A. I was so concentrating on like, I was like, I'm going to fill up my October schedule. And I did. Like, I am I have so many shows. Yeah. Just back to yeah. back. Like, I saw, I three saw shows a night yeah. every weekend. Well, and I'm like, oh, man, I already have a name for myself in Chicago and I'm leaving. Like, what am I doing? Let's get on to the next and let's. It's called challenging yourself, Liz. It's me doing the 75 hard program. It's it's like, I'm going to do something that is completely outside of the box. Plus again, like you said, you've been in Chicago your whole life. Yeah. No, it's time to spread my wings, explore, explore. um, see what else is out there. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, and it's if, like Chicago's going anywhere. Exactly. You can always come back. Exactly. You know, it's a great city. I know. Yeah. Has Sam found a roommate yet? Yes, I okay, did. We, yeah, we found a girl. She just signed the lease to sublease my room. Another comic? 
No, she works in the entertainment industry. She's a writer and a um, production assistant. I don't know why I'm asking you this on the podcast. <laughs> but like, just, do you want her social security number? Social, I'll, I'll do a background check for you could guys. Could you? Let yeah. Just run that. Um, no, but so I, what feels really good is like I sold all of my shit. Yes. Packed up all my stuff into boxes. Mostly clothes. I have a lot of clothes. Yeah. Which now I'm like, this stuff's been in boxes for the last month. I don't even miss it. I wish I just threw it in the garbage <laughs> or donated it. But I'm gave my bed to my brother and his fiance because I had a nice, pretty yeah. new king size bed. King uh, size, really? I know. Oh. Well, I was telling the universe, I was like, I'm gonna invite. You know, I'm letting the universe know that I'm ready for like a giant handsome partner. <laughs> and I had, you know, I was gonna I, say, they come yeah, and go and whatever. I was say that 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 came true. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you made that happen. I was like, there is room for another person and a dog and. Uh, yeah, but you know. See, I, I just... got a full size bed for that same reason. I just got fat <laughs> 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 to fill it up more. Well, now me and Tuna are sleeping. We're uh, borrowing gonna... Sam's air mattress, and oh. we're sleeping on an air mattress for the next week and a half. Oh. So <laughs> before we move to a luxurious couch. You know so. what I like about king size beds, though, because you could like just you could lie on it in any direction, and it's the same thing. And I usually had to lay. Yeah perpendicular to how you would normally lay because tuna little girl that she is somehow takes up half a king size bed i love that so i my uh my ex when she would come over she's you know you know tiny purse maybe 110 pounds 115 pounds right Mm -hmm. five three and she would do this thing when she was in bed with me you know me you know a 260 pound guy somehow she would just starfish. Take up, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, why, why do you have to make a snow angel in the bed <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning? Like, yeah. I'm over here on the edge, like falling <laughs> off. Just... I do. Whenever Tuna pushes me to the edge, I'm just like, <laughs> come on, Liz. You, you could sleep in one what? square foot of space. <laughs> the concessions that we've had <laughs> yeah. to make while sleeping with, uh, with people and Tuna's a person with people yeah. whom we love, right? Exactly. Um, Liz, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Derek. It. This was great. This was one of the fastest moving podcast episodes I've done. Guys, check out Liz Zagoni. I'll make sure to put her socials in there. Oh shit! And I didn't do this with Sharon yesterday, but she and I had all you can eat Chinese buffets, so that's what I'm gonna title her episode, Liz. What is the greasiest meal you had all week? Because that's how I'm gonna title the episode the of the podcast. Greasiest meal I had all week. Um. Well, the week is short. The week is it's only short. Tuesday. Yesterday. Oh well. I, well, within the last seven. Within days. the last seven days. Okay. Yes. Um. You're right. The week is short. It's only Tuesday. <laughs> oh my fucking god. Like, I, I, have, I haven't even eaten very much this week. <laughs> you know what? Yesterday morning, I had I was hungover. Yeah. Um, because I had my going away party on Sunday. Which I missed. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was just like, oh, that was that was today, wasn't it? So oh. Monday morning, I I live right by West Town Baker. I walked over there and got a breakfast sandwich. My favorite breakfast sandwich from there. Um, it's called the Commercial Park, and it's on a croissant, like a giant oh, croissant, croissant, like this so big, much. and it's scrambled eggs, arugula, bacon. There's like a lemon aioli. Um, some sort. I think it's Gruyere. Some delicious oh. cheese on there. It's like all melty. So wait, say that again, because I have to punch this in here. So croissant with, with uh, scrambled ba- eggs, scrambled eggs, bacon, Gruyere, arugula, a lemon aioli. And I think that's everything. Scrambled eggs, Gruyere, and no meat on there. No, there's bacon. Oh, bacon. Oh, you said bacon. 
bacon and a lemon aioli. But it's like a nice fat big boy like this. Yes. And it's the way a croissant should be. Yeah. Yeah. And I always like have to cut it in half, you know, because it's like a lot. You don't want it to fall out. Yeah. Um, but it's like you always have to cut it like right in either in the middle of the the big middle croissant piece yes. or you go to like just to the side on an angle so it'll like cut evenly. Yeah, because like that's, a, the... yeah, like what, yeah, exactly. Like what are you supposed to do with the edges of the croissant or like the, you know, let's, <laughs> like, like where the the folds yeah. lay. And I, okay, so that makes sense because like I, I always try to go like to try to make it as even as possible with that mm-hmm. and like it ends up crumpling a good portion of the fucking, yeah. you know, because, but I also like those crisp ends on the sandwich too. Yeah. So, man. Oh, I love taking the middle one just being like mm. yeah and then I'll, sometimes i'll take a little piece of croissant off like yeah. a little corner or something and i soak up the rest of like the lemon aioli that's like dripped off See, she, she knows how to do this guys yeah guys, follow these instructions yeah that's how you got to do it and i'll break off a little crisp piece of bacon are you a condiment person yeah yeah okay good yeah. i was talking to i was talking to sharon about that yesterday it's like i for me like i i make sure the last bite of like sandwich that i have has to have some of the condiment on there. Oh, hundred percent. Oh, I love like, you know what? I actually I know we're running out of time, but no. I have been making an aioli for the mom I work for. Like when oh, I really? when I cook oh, for no. her. No, well, we, we we're going into extra time. Just a, here, just a I want to hear about this fucking just a aioli. quick aioli, and it's so easy. Yeah. So mayo, yeah. like a cup of mayo, yeah, a generous spoonful of Dijon mustard. Generous guys. Yeah. Two, three, four, depending how you like it. Cloves of garlic, minced up real fine. Yeah. Pinch of cayenne, squeeze a lemon Pinch juice. Of cayenne, okay. And a little drizzle of olive oil to get it to the consistency that you like. It's yeah. so simple, and it's like my favorite aioli. Nice. It's good on and like potatoes. I eat yeah. it mostly on potatoes or like sweet potato fries. Yeah, like, I was going like, to say, like, do you use it for Dunkin' purposes? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Wow, guys! You see this, guys? You're getting recipes, you're getting helpful hints, you're learning about <laughs> doulas and dog nipples. It's unbelievable. Doulas and dog nipples. Doulas, that, doulas and dog. That's uh, an album name if I ever heard it. <laughs> yeah. uh, Liz, thank you so much again. Thank and then, you, Derek. Uh, good, good, good luck. Well, I'm not gonna say good luck because I already know you're gonna be fucking conquering LA. Oh, but thank you. Have fun in LA and take care. Thank you so much. Bye, guys.